Lights, camera, action. Hello, Internet, and welcome to Table Reads, the podcast where we take scripts that have never been filmed and read them so that you might experience the joy of terrible writing that Hollywood has tried to deny you. Your hosts on this tour of unproduced dreck are Sean McBee and me, Trevor Thompson, who have written enough terrible nonsense together and apart that it should keep this show running forever. God, I hope not. (laughs) There has to be a finite amount of this nonsense. Yes. 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 One one day we will die. Well, that's a weird place to start. Well, I, I want to be clear about something. I meant one day, uh, not separate days. Oh. One day. One day we you will die. We will die together. It's bound to happen. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to um, Table Reads, the very, the extremely successful podcast that uh, me that, that you have heard of that because everyone, here you are yes and uh, this I declare is the last episode of the script we're reading of a script we wrote together called Urban Folktale I guarantee you this is the last episode I don't care what anything says I don't care if there is an episode uh, what is this we're episode 9 if there's an episode 10 it's a lie. Don't click on it. No, this... there's going to be an episode 10. No. But it will not be of Urban Folktale. It will not be a part, yes, there will not be a part 7 of Urban Folktale. That's what I'm saying, folks. And it's a decla- and it's a declarative statement, so how could I it ever be proved wrong? Okay. You ready for my breathless catching up of where we are on the script? Ooh, so it's a um here's the it's what they they did in the old uh, British radio. The story so far. The story so far. If this were Supernatural, we'd be playing uh, Carry On My Wayward Son. Carry On My Wayward Son. Okay. Norman and Nikon, best friends, sad losers, uh, assholes. Norman has been dating Kristen, the town slut, for almost three years. Uh, he won't fucking dump her for some reason. Uh, Nikon is in love with some girl named Michelle, though, or, uh, Sterling, Sterling, though we don't know why or anything about them because apparently nobody cares. We're supposed to be learning stuff about her with the scenes that the two of them are doing. The very, the very scene we're going to start with. Yes. This is actually the first like glimpse we've gotten. We're going to get to see of them as, as characters. Right. Yeah. Uh, so um, Nikon has a friend named Michelle who's in love with Norman. Norman finally, after getting dumped by Kristen for a stupid fucking reason, starts yeah. making things happen with Michelle. And because the writers, that's Trevor and I, just absolutely could not allow him to do something smart, he has now stopped making out with her mid-makeout and said that he is going to go work things out with Kristen. The town slut. The town slut, who he is caught cheating with multiple people. And then that, that in the, at the end of the, la- of the last episode, she freaked out on him because she ran into Michelle and Norman. Yeah. Uh, early, in the ep- early in the script, he catches her like with a jock balls deep in her on the beach in public. 
As opposed where to the she told beach. her roommate she was going. Like, yeah. hey, I'm going to the beach. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah. oh, yeah, she went to the beach. So it's not even like she was trying to keep it that big a secret now that I think about it. And then she sees him getting a kiss on the cheek by Michelle in Denny's and is like, what the fuck? You can't hang out with girls. And Get at first, and at first uh, he, he totally uh, rolls over. But then Michelle tells him that he needs to stand up for himself. And he does. And it kind of blows up in her face when they start making out. Yeah. So now we join Nikon and <clears throat> Sterling having a nice day together as they went friends. to a French they went to a French movie together the way friends do. Yes. Yes. They, they've just seen a French film uh at a movie theater with long lines. I don't know how that how those two things reconcile, but whatever. Um <laughs> And now they are going elsewhere, which is a surprise. Yeah, Sterling is surprising uh, Nikon with this location. So, without further further ado, fade in. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We do need to get Capone to do that. Yes. Fade in. Exterior, lakefront, night. The headlights of a car illuminate the night in the distance. As they approach... They light the landscape, revealing it to be a lightly wooded area that seems fairly secluded surrounding a large lake. The car pulls right up to the edge of the lake, its headlights revealing an old, small dock directly in front of the car. The headlights turn off, the engine stops, and Nikon and Sterling get out of the car. Uh, she turns the key and pulls the key out. Jesus Christ. I was just, yeah. She undoes her seatbelt and pulls on the handle and pushes the door and puts her left foot out. Ugh. Sorry, guys, for all the fucking needless detail. The moon is reflected as a band of silver across the surface of the lake. Wow. I didn't know that Sean was such a shitty writer. <laughs> no, sorry. Wow, that's me as Nikon. Wow. I didn't know there was anything this pretty so close to Hayden. Gee, fucking thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, remember that uh, in this little world... Hayden is supposed to be the sh the shithole, and Ascot is supposed to be the nice place. Yeah. She holds out her hand, and he takes it. She walks him over to the dock, and they sit at the end, their feet dangling just over the water. So, what do you think? It's very nice. You're the first person I've ever brought here. Have you known about this place long? Since this morning. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I googled shit to take people and <laughs> you're the first person I've ever brought here <clears throat> and you're the last and she hits him over the head with a shovel <laughs> but you won't be the last Clunk. she put she buries him in a shallow grave yeah since I was about 17 you know it's, it's weird that this is what she chooses to do to like show that they're friends. Because this is the kind of shit that I would do when I wanted to get with a girl. This is the most like romantic setup. Yeah, like the that secret spot behind the bushes out at the uh, the French arena. the French film too is also yeah. very dating. Like you remember out at, at out at the marina on Sarasota Bay by the Dolphin? Yeah, Fountain? That, their spot. That spot there, like. 
when there was a girl, I wanted to spend some quality time with her. Be like, let me show you my special spot. Yeah, and then you touched her G spot. Why is she doing this? This girl does not know how to say platonic. Yeah, like they should go to a hockey game. It's like, I just want to be friends. Let's go on a hot air balloon. (laughs) I want to be friends. Let's have a picnic. (laughs) God. Okay. Can you read your line again? Have you known about this place long? Yeah, since I was about 17. I used to have a boyfriend who liked to hit me. (laughs) It actually fucking said that. <laughs> I didn't even know how to read that because that just was so out of place. Oh there. my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this, oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, oh, since I was about seventeen, we should be, we should be so ashamed of ourselves. <laughs> what I, I am. Mm-hmm. I, I so am. Uh, since you I was know, about for, 17. For, for two people who don't believe in God, this is as close <laughs> as, like, you know, confessing sins comes. This shit right here. Dude, if there's a hell, it's having to film this. <laughs> yeah, since I was about 17. I just, stop it. <laughs> I have a boyfriend who's like, they hit me. <laughs> End of sentence. Uh, Jesus. Um, since I was about 17, I used to have a boyfriend who liked to hit me. I was young and dumb, and I thought Holy I loved gum. him, so I stayed with him. One night, he hit me so hard, my eyes swelled shut. I got in my car and just started driving. I kind of just ended up here. I almost drove right into the lake. So I, I got out of my car, and I sat here on the dock for hours. It was Watch, an, an watching almost the just tide like roll away. <laughs> what? Watching the tide roll away. She sat out here and watched the dock. Oh, God, Trevor. It's a lake. It's not a bay, okay? It's a great song, and I wanted to reference it. It's a lovely song. One of my favorites, in fact. Yes. They just we, sat here on the dock. We are, of course, out. talking about OPP by Naughty by Nature. Yes. Uh, it was a night almost just like this. It was so calming. I was almost in hysterics when I got here. By the time I left, I felt so clean. Just <laughs> all the soap. <laughs> <laughs> There's a soap factory on the other side of the lake. <laughs> and some guy named Tyler Durden worked there. Um, I felt so clean ever since. Whenever I need a place to just sit and think, or especially when I need to sit and not think, this is where I come. So, why bring me here, Nikon? There are so few people in this world that can trust our that we can trust our secrets to. Most people only have one or two. Some people don't have any. You're the only one I have. It seemed appropriate to share this place with you. I'm flattered. I have a special place too. Only Norman knows about it. Well, him and all the pigeons in Hayden. I just want you to know how special you are to me. <laughs> it's lying. Thanks. I do have to go soon, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real line. We thought that was good. <laughs> uh, everyone in this scene is abrupt. 
Wow, that's, thank you. I have to go. I have a boyfriend who used to hit me. <laughs> that's that's up there with. Uh, sorry, you got raped, but hey, I've got an appointment. <laughs> I have to keep. Yeah, listen. If the bitch was born any other day, you know I'd listen to you. <laughs> it's her birthday. I gotta go. Um. <clears throat> She puts she, an arm around him. Yeah, that's my job. And by she, the way, like, why does he have to go? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is he late for? He has no job. No. no friends that really give a shit where he is. He has to go to the rooftop to talk to Norman. How into Like, how yeah, best? That's what it is. It's, I have to go soon. And he gets to the roof and he's like, this bitch took me to a French movie and then like a lake and told me about her boyfriend that used to hit her. And... I'm supposed to think what? But it's kind of right that he's leaving her because he knows he's not going to fuck her. And she's doing all this confusing, let's just be friendship with the fucking personal lake, private place, and the French movie and everything. And she's sending mixed signals. So may I would like to believe that on some level, Nikon's like, all right, I've had enough of this bitch. Yeah, I would like to think that too, except that I was Nikon better. in this situation for four years. Yeah, we know we knew way better. Both of yeah. us knew way better. So... uh like this, sadly, I'm writing from experience at this in this scene. Oh, we both are, but we're not being honest. If we were being honest with the situation in the scenes, you know, we would actually, this would have a chance at being good. And there would be, you know, at this point, the only thing we were starting to get good at was writing good jokes. Like, P.S. I farted on this note. Yeah. You know, that was starting to come around, but uh, we still had a ways to go. And uh, we still do have a ways to go. We're on page 100, Sean. Almost. She puts an arm around him and hugs him close to her. Now we're on page 100. Okay. Let's just sit for a few more minutes. Cut two. Exterior rooftop. No, we were right. God damn it. Exterior rooftop night. Yeah, he had to go to the stupid rooftop. You said exterior. Sorry. Say ext. Syria. Say ext. No, how about this? I say turn off just turn off my phone yeah turn siri off tell her she's fat that doesn't turn her off turns her on oh she likes to she's, be a, she's she's into the shaming she's oh she's loves fat shaming oh good mm -hmm. she deserves it little fatty she's like tell me more about my sweaty labia <laughs> norman is sitting on the edge writing in his journal. His pen starts to go out, and unable to revive it, he tosses it off the roof, pulls another from his back pocket, and continues writing. This guy's fucking prepared. Like, that's the only area of his life that he's got together. He's like, I got this pen shit on lockdown. <laughs> After a minute, Nikon comes and sits next to him. Neither says anything as Norman... This is some good fucking cinema. They just sit there <laughs> in silence for like 30 minutes. Neither says anything as Norman continues writing. After a short moment, Norman Lee finishes writing. Where the hell have you been? With Sterling. Do you know she has a sweaty labia? <laughs> <laughs> you've, been, you've, been, you've been waiting to bring that yes, back, haven't you? Yes. You have no like you couldn't even wait a minute. I don't, like, first line of time. I'm afraid I'm, I'm, afraid I'm gonna forget it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good to forget. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Look at my sweaty labia. Because <laughs> she's fat. 
Well, I was bringing sense. in the, the Bugs Bunny cartoon. Tell me more about my eyes. And you just think that Mama Bear has a sweaty labia? Of course she does. Okay. Where the hell have you been? With Sterling. Didn't you get my note? I farted on it. <laughs> yeah, but you were gone a lot longer than usual. How do they get around so fast? I just noticed that. They like, they, they're two guys that don't drive. And they're Sterling always- drops Nikon off. And uh, Norman... Where was Michelle, Norman was at his apartment. Michelle he, drives Nikon around a lot too. Yeah, and Norman just went here from the apartment. But Kristen doesn't drive either. So how's Norman getting around? Oh, no, Kristen drives a stick. Ah, but I'm bump. You're a great crowd. Okay, um, let's get through this. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, but you were gone a lot longer than usual. It was a unique evening. I think we may be going new places, actually. Really? We'll see. Norman nods and looks off into the street, looking contemplative. Suddenly, I kissed Michelle. Really? A lot. By the time you realized who you should be with? Kristen. What? I need to be with Kristen. See, she... Wait, how does he say that word? What? C. Because once he finishes, I need to be with Kristen. Nikon should have just shoved him off the roof. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he continues that sentence. It's weird. I need to be with Kristen. This wasn't written by us recently. This is written by us in, I think, 2002 was the latest draft. I hate to think that we were as stupid as these two. Yeah, I think we might have been even stupider because we wrote it. thinking it was like, these are the guys. These are the heroes of this script. I need to be with Kristen. See, she was right. I didn't ask Michelle to go with me to Denny's because she was my friend. I asked because I wanted to be near her. I really fucked up. You're right about that. Strange. You're the last person I expected to agree with me. Oh, I agree completely. Letting Michelle get away was a total fuck up. Excuse me. He gets up and walks away without another word. I don't really know what he was saying. I don't follow that, but whatever. Hmm? Why did he say he agreed with him and then leaves? Or was he being sarcastic, I guess? He said, you're right about that. Oh, you're fucking. Oh, when he says, I really fucked up. You're right about that. You did fuck up. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Sorry, you didn't write like five lines of direction for me to fucking follow every (laughs) thing where Norman Nikon looks to the left. He looks to the right. He looks up. He looks down. He figures something out. It is dark. Nikon puts his right foot up up (laughs) to the floor and then his left and then pushes himself up with his hands into a standing position. (laughs) He turns 47 degrees and walks away. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's finally here. The fucking ant story. Oh, good. We've been waiting for this, ladies and gentlemen, for through six, five episodes or whatever. Well, we only talked about it last episode. Yeah, but I've been thinking about it. Oh, well. Um, cut to interior Michelle studio nighttime. Did we Nikon. establish that Mike Nikon got up and walked away without saying another word? Yes. Okay. He gets up and walks away without another word. Okay. Cut to interior Michelle studio night. <clears throat> Nikon knocks on the door to Michelle's studio. When she opens the door and sees him there, she immediately throws her arms around him. He returns the embrace. Instead of just standing there like a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> what to do? Human interaction. (laughs) 
Ex- My teachings did not prepare me for this. Exterminate. Exterminate. Cut to interior. Norman and Nikon's apartment. Day. Norman walks out of his room, scratching his balls. <laughs> it's in the direction, folks. Yeah, you got to do it. Nikon is sitting on the couch writing in a notepad. So, just Nikon hugs Michelle and goes back home. <laughs> it's later on. It's the next day. day. Like, I'm going to go hug Michelle. And then come back and write stand this. in the hallway for six hours. <laughs> and then go home and go to sleep. Uh, Nikon is sitting on the couch writing in a notepad. What are you writing? A story. About what? You. Me? Nikon nods. What do I do in it? You fucking ant. I fucking ant? You fucking ant. Why do I fucking ant? You meet a nice ant. Her name's Cynthia. You have dinner over a rotting carcass with her and her friends, and then you fuck her. Okay. Norman goes over to the phone, which is apparently being held together by duct tape, and dials a number. After waiting a few beats, he gets a reply. Hey, Kristen. It's Norman. I wanted to talk to you. I think I kind of fucked up. (laughs) Anyway, call me, okay? Bye. He hangs up the phone to find Nikon leering at him. Don't, okay? Just don't. Nikon goes back to writing his epic. Cut to interior. Randall's Grill. Kitchen. Day. Norman is at the phone in the kitchen. Soap suds on his hands. Hey, it's me again. I'm working right now, but give me a call at the restaurant when you get this, okay? Love you. Bye. He doesn't know how breakups work. He hangs up the phone. Shit. Interior. Randall's grill. Kitchen. Later. Norman is back at the phone. A plate in his hand. Hey, me again. Call me. See where this is going, audience? (laughs) He hangs up the phone a little harder than is necessary. Interior. Randall's grill. Kitchen. Later. Norman has the phone cradled between his shoulders and his ears. He hangs up his apron and dries his hands. Pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick pick the fuck up. The answering machine can be heard on the other end. Hi, I'm busy fucking other guys, but I'll be back later. Norman slams down the phone. Fuck! He storms out the door, past a very confused-looking Randall. That's all Randall does is sit and look baffled. What does baffled mean? (laughs) Cut to interior. Norman and Nikon's apartment. Day. Norman's on the phone. Norman walks in, not quite sl- okay, good, not quite slamming the door. He flops down on the couch next to Nikon, who is again writing in his little notepad. You still writing about me and the ant? Yes. You and she are living quite nicely in Nantucket, and she's pregnant with your brood. Norman shrugs and turns on the TV. As he does, there is a knock at the door. He rushes over to answer it. It's Randall. Norman looks like he was most likely expecting someone else. Ooh, it's a mystery, folks. <laughs> what have you been expecting? Can I come in? Sure. Listen, man, are you okay? I, I mean, you seem to have you seem to have been pretty pissed off at my phone. It's nothing important. No, I'm I'm not stupid. I, I am your friend, you know. And that's why you're here. Room and board for two in exchange for two hours of work a day isn't exactly, isn't exactly profitable for me. I mean, if you need someone to talk to, I'm here, right? I was having lunch with Michelle and Kristen saw us. She wasn't happy at all. Wow, no, like, segue. No. Like, into, I really appreciate that. Look, what happened was, it's just, 
I was having lunch with Michelle and Kristen saw us. Yeah, it's oh, pretty no. much like, hey, listen, uh, you need someone to talk to? No, come on. Okay, well, here it is. Kristen saw us. She wasn't happy at all. Anyway, I told her that I could associate with whoever I wanted and she'd have to live with it. And? She made it clear that she did not have to live with it. She dumped me. Shit. Yeah, shit. But you and Michelle were just having lunch, right? Well, yes and no. I rationalized that it was just lunch, but I was there with her because... Because he has feelings for her. That was Nikon, by the way. So what does that mean? That he has the potential to be intelligent. Can it, Ant Boy? It means that Kristen was right. It wasn't a friendly lunch. It was a liaison, and I'm a dick. So why did you try to smash the phone? Because she hasn't returned my calls all day. And why did you call Nikon Ant Boy just now? He's writing a story about me fucking an ant. It's finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's finished. Uh, you want to do it again? No, it's fine. Continue with Randall. So now you want to get back together with Kristen because you realized that she was justified? Yeah. And what's worse is I was planning on asking her to marry me. But now that'll have to wait. Why? I can't think of a more romantic thing to do to get back in a girl's good graces. Why don't you set up something really romantic? Explain everything over a romantic dinner and propose right then. Tell her she's the only girl for you and that you're ready to commit to her for life. Randall, I can't afford a romantic dinner, and no offense, but your joint isn't the ideal atmosphere for a marriage proposal. Maybe not, but I have the raw materials for a romantic dinner. You just need the right place to put them. Like where? You ever notice how pretty the sky is from your rooftop here? Randall, you're brilliant. But how are we going to pull that off? You bring the girl, and me and Nikon will take care of the rest. I'd, uh, I'd rethink that if I were you. What's the matter? I am not going to contribute to the stupidest thing Norman's ever done in his life. That whore is nothing but a succubus, and she'll do anything but ruin his life, and I won't help that happen. Nothing but ruin. Huh? Oh, what I do? Oh. That whore is nothing but a succubus, and she'll do nothing but ruin his life, and I'm not going to help that happen. Nikon, what about... No, save it. He'll have to fuck up his life on his own. I got things to do. Nikon grabs his coat and heads out the door without another word. You want me to go talk to him? Fuck him. Let's work out a game plan. Well, first we need the girl. Cut That's actually two. not what you need first. That's literally the last thing you need. That is true. Interior, Kristen's hallway, day. Norman knocks on. An oh, that's what it is. We have to segue going over to Kristen's place. That's yeah. why he says that dumb line. <laughs> Norman knocks on an apartment door. Apartment door. Apartment door. An apartment door. <laughs> Norman knocks on an apartment door. Kristen opens it. What are you doing here, Norman? Well, you weren't returning my calls, so I thought I'd stop by and talk to you. Well, there's some logic for you. Can I come in, please? Fine, just make it quick. Interior Kristen's apartment day. Kristen walks to the couch and sits down. Norman following behind but not sitting. Talk. Kristen... 
I know what I did was wrong. I just like one chance to make it up to you. One dinner. You're going to woo me at Denny's? No. I have something very nice planned. Just give me an hour. I'm sure that things can be good between us again. You want me back that bad? You came over here to beg for a chance to beg? I wouldn't put it that way, but I suppose it's accurate enough. When? Tomorrow night at nine. Meet at my place. Dress nice. Okay. I'll see you there. Really? Yeah. Now, if you don't mind, I have stuff to do. I don't know what that could be, but okay. Yeah, well, I'll see you tomorrow night then. Bye. Bye. He leaves. That's the Now I'm I'm kind of surprised that the second he leaves, she doesn't like call to the other room and go, Okay, Steve and Hank, come on out right. now. But we all know that's yeah. I'm just surprised we didn't write that. Maybe we're showing restraint. Maybe in earlier versions that does happen. Cut to interior Michelle Studio Day. Maybe maybe we were like I think they get it. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Michelle's studio. Nikon and Michelle are sitting on the couch talking. Nikon has a cup of coffee and Michelle is drawing in a sketchbook. I'm sorry about Norman. It's not your fault. Some people just can't help but make the wrong decisions. Well, I have, I'll have nothing to do with his bad decision. While he's trying to win back his dick vacuum... Oh, that's good. While he's trying to win back his <laughs> dick vacuum, I'll be hanging out with Sterling. That's good. Yeah. We had so much fun the other night, and I, I think I finally figured out where I stand. That's good. I love her so much. Can't imagine not being there for her. You're a good guy. Yeah, and I want her to know that. I want her to know that I'll always be there for her, no matter what. That's good. Jesus, is, Michelle is, has nothing to say. Is, is, she actually just has a Casio keyboard with that's good. <laughs> she literally said that's good three times. Yeah. Once she knows she has. Oh, my God. Once she knows she has my friendship for life, who knows what doors that could open for us? I'm happy for you, hon. Michelle, are you okay? You seem a bit distant. That's the Casio keyboard. I know. I got it. I got it. it was, that's funny. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm fine. Just thinking. Well, I'll let you be then. Have a good day, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I have to leave you now because you think. <laughs> yeah, you too. Nikon leaves. Michelle continues drawing in her sketchbook for a little while and then throws it across the room and sulks. Oh, God, it's contagious. Yeah. Cut to title card. God damn it. Quicker than lightning, the viper attacked me. And all I want is to be happy. And Trevor thinks, attacked me and happy rhyme. <laughs> Cut to... Trevor thinks a lot of things, clearly, that are not so. <laughs> Cut to interior, Norman and Nikon's apartment, day. Norman is in boxers, brushing hair. Why does Norman wear boxers? Is that just to differentiate him from me? I guess. 
Norman is in boxers, brushing his teeth. Nikon I didn't want also him to in stand boxers. there in tidy whiteies. I wear boxer briefs. Yeah, good for you. It's like the best of both worlds. And stand-up comics, I've heard multiple stand-up comics say that they're like a sign of douchebags, but I guess I'm a douchebag then because like I need to be I need my shit wrangled. You need to be tucked in. Yeah. Um I can't my shit can't just be like flopping about. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, like I don't go for the Walter White look, you know? It yeah. doesn't work for me. Need a little more coverage. So they're 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 perfect. And I love them. And if you think I'm a douchebag, then um I guess Look, I'm not gonna say I don't think of you as a douchebag, but if I do think of you as a douchebag, it's not because I know what your underwear situation is. I'm sorry, did you just call me a dishbag? No, I said wow, did I say dishbag? I think you said dishbag that second time. Oh, cunts. <laughs> Because you don't want to keep dishes in a bag. They'll break. Shut up. <laughs> Where are we? Oh, Norman is in boxers brushing his teeth. Nikon, also in boxers with a t-shirt, comes out of his room warily. He goes to the living room and sits Wearily. on the couch. As Norman gets dressed, Nikon stays on the couch reading more pinching. Norman, now fully clothed, walks past Nikon on his way to the door. Where are you going? Got a lot of stuff to do today. Going downstairs to go over what we'll be serving tonight and start moving stuff up. Well, have fun. Could you try to be happy for me? I was happy for you about three seconds. When, um, try again. I was happy for you about three seconds. No. Oh, I was happy for you for about three seconds when you told me you'd kiss Michelle. Then you ruined it. Jesus. Norman leaves and Nikon goes in the bathroom and starts a shower. He doesn't get in it. He just turns it on. I wanted wanted to say, and Norman goes to the bathroom and starts a fire. (laughs) (laughs) To show that they're of opposite opinions. lunch on this roof, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Exterior, Norman and Nikon's roof. Evening. The flames. Oh, no, sorry. I would argue that it's Randall's roof, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, Norman and Randall come up the fire escape with a round table. Howie follows behind them with the tablecloth and some other accoutrement. Okay, so filet mignon is good. We don't serve that at the restaurant, but somehow (laughs) we're making it. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so filet mignon is good. What kind of salad does she like? She likes getting it tossed. I can't believe you went and bought filet mignon for this. You're welcome. Salad. It's pronounced salud. (laughs) Small chef salad, blue cheese. They find a good place for the table and set it down. Howie starts setting up the table. Howie, Howie, we can. I just hold on. I just hate that sentence. They find a good place for the table and set it down. Howie starts setting up the table. Yeah, stupid. I just hate that. Howie, we can get that. You should. You should probably start on dinner. No problem. Howie heads back downstairs. Howie's a good guy. Yeah, couldn't run this place without him. Rand, why are you doing all this? Can you tell me something about your past? (laughs) Yeah, we're at that point in the script. Where we connect this to Aftermath. Yeah, right. Rand, why are you doing all this? Because I want to help you get your girl back. No, I mean all of it. Letting us stay here, feeding us, the whole thing. Exposition. 
you know. Well, sit down, buddy. They both sit. When I first met you guys, you were pathetic. As opposed Not to like now. now. Yeah, right. When I first yeah. when I now, first I mean your Senate campaign's going well. <laughs> when I first met you guys, you were pathetic. Thanks. Shut up. You guys are crashing on different person's floor every night and dealing drugs for Jojo Salazar. Who the fuck is <laughs> Jojo, Jojo Salazar? Salazar. Uh, Jojo was based on Jesser. Of course. Uh, and you wrote Jojo. I did. There is a scene somewhere in my files of you writing a special Jojo scene. Oh. This was in reference to that thing that you wrote, and I'll try get, to find it later. Where'd you get the name Salazar? I don't know. Maybe from that episode of Friends where Joey was in that movie hmm. and, the, and the camera cranes up and he looks up and shakes his hands at the sky and goes, Salazar! You know what? That's probably where it is from. We were big on uh, big on Friends back then. Yeah. Uh, you guys were crashing on, different people's fl- person, on a different person's floor every night and dealing drugs for Jojo Salazar. I know I barely knew you, but you seemed like nice enough guys. And unlike you, I had seen the end of the road where you were on. What do you mean? Norman, I've been in bad places in my life. After high school, I couldn't get a job. I couldn't afford college. And my parents more or less kicked me out. So I did the rounds of all my friends' living room floors for a while. It's fucking sucked. Tell me about it. Well, that's why I accepted when I that's why I accepted when a friend came to me with an idea for making money pretty easily. You dealt too? No, I never dealt. But what I got into was a, a lot more fucked up. What was it? I mean, obviously you can't be being cagey for a reason right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Look, it's not important. What is important is was that when I hit rock bottom, suddenly there was there was someone there that helped me live through it. Barbara? that's right she didn't know what i'd been doing but she saw that i was in a bad place and that i needed some help norman i can never pay her back for what she did for me but i sure as hell can i sure as hell can try to pass on the favor i saw you and nikon in a bad place and i just didn't want you to go through what i did now the way barbara helped me isn't the way that i've helped you but I do what I can. This is before paying it forward was a thing that people said. Yeah, right. Well, me and Nikon will find someone to pass the favor on to one day. Then it's been worth it. Now let's get this shit set up. They continue setting up the table. Interior, Norman and Nikon's apartment, evening. Nikon is now dressed and talking on the phone. Well, then I'll see you in a f- Well, then I'll see you in a few. Cool. Bye. He hangs up, checks himself in the mirror, and heads out the door. They have a mirror. Yeah, some. I, yeah, there's a mirror now. Where that was this mirror before? Exterior, Norman and Icon's roof. Evening. Evening. Nic- <laughs> Barbara, it's the evening. <laughs> Nikon starts down the fire escape. He pauses and looks over his shoulder at Norman and Randall, who are still setting up for the big dinner. With a sneer and a roll of his eyes, he <laughs> continues down the fire escape. You see the oh. Grinch? 
We're trying. With a sneer and a roll of his eyes, We're he trying. walks down the stairs, working his thighs. <laughs> Upper body strength, he has none. He, he sneers and comes, and then he dies. Comes. And then he comes. <laughs> You're a gothy one, Nikon. Okay, you ruined it. Nice, Interior, Sterling's apartment, night. Nikon is sitting on the couch, and Sterling is just walking into the living room from the kitchen with a big bowl of popcorn. Okay, Nike, what's this movie you brought? Harold and Maude. Never heard of it. The end. <laughs> the fact that you've lived a quarter of a century without seeing this film boggles my mind. It's criminal. Well, I'm ready to see it whenever you're ready to start it. Now move over. It also needs to be mentioned that this was before uh, There's Something About Mary came out. Was no, it isn't. What do you no, mean? It isn't. What do you mean? Something about Mary was nineteen ninety six or seven, and I wrote this in two thousand two. Oh, you're a cunt. Was Harold and Maude featured in that movie? Yeah, it was her favorite movie. Wow, well, can't recall. It's a good movie to have. It's your favorite movie, though. I agree. Read. Well, I'm ready to see it when you're ready to start it. Now move over. He scoots over and she sits next to him on the couch, setting the popcorn on the table in front of them. Oh, God damn it. Everything is blocked out. I know. Nikon starts the movie and leans back, putting an arm around Sterling, who snuggles up to him. Nikon smiles to himself. Yeah. Deluded as fuck. Yeah, he's like, I'm a pimp. Cut two. Exterior. Norman and Nikon's roof. Night. Norman and Randall stand triumphantly over a fully set romantic rooftop dinner setting for two. Looks great. I knew we could pull this off. How long until the girl gets here? About two hours. Well, I think we'd better get downstairs. With Howie cooking your dinner, the guys are going to need some help for the rush. Norman nods his assent, and they head for the fire escape. Norman nods his assent. Jesus. Cut to interior Sterling's apartment, night. Nikon and Sterling look cozy on the couch. Like a couple of friends. <laughs> she wipes. Well, see, this is the like she's Tiff. Yeah. This character is clearly based on Tiff. Yeah. I don't know if you based her originally on Tiff. No, I based her on literally nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess, had no thought in my head. I guess I no, just literally. Had a name. Literally. She she was a nothing character. She at least is you know, the embodiment of somebody now, which I guess is an upgrade. Um, Nikon and Sterling look cozy on the couch. She wipes tears from her face and sits up as Nikon grabs the remote and stops the movie. I should have added, like, this, the final strains of a Cat Stevens song drift away in the background. Yeah, not uh, the, the specific one. Yeah. If you, well, if you want to sing out, sing out. And if you want to be Muslim, be Muslim. Islam. Oh, yeah. He's Islam. That's, yeah. Go ahead. Um, that was probably the sweetest movie I've ever seen. It's one of a kind. There'll probably, be, there'll probably never be another movie quite like that one. If you told me we were going to watch a movie about an 18-year-old guy falling in love with an 80-year-old woman, I would not have wanted to see it. But that was amazing. It's a perfect perfect example of true love. Ugh. Wink. Cut to. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> That's the best response. Ugh. 
<laughs> Cut to interior Norman and Icon's apartment, night. Norman makes some last minute adjustments in the bathroom mirror. Brushing his teeth. <laughs> He's tucking his shit in. <laughs> um, brushing his teeth, shaving, trimming his goatee. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fucker has a goatee. Uh, it's the nineties. Oh God, it gets worse. He's got a goatee and then he's wearing a black turtleneck and black jeans. He's such a fucking hipster. Oh my God. Not a hipster. He's a, he's a beatnik. Yeah. An emo beatnik douche. He heads. Oh God, I was probably dressing like that at that time. Yeah. I do remember you having a fucking turtleneck. That you yeah. wore a lot. He heads out the front door, grabbing his coat as he goes. Interior, Randall's Grill, kitchen, night. Norman rushes into the kitchen. Wait, Norman rushes into the kitchen, slow now that the rush is over. There are dishes piled up with no one to wash them, and Howie is putting the final touches on Norman and Kristen's meal. He's coming on it. (laughs) Rushes into the kitchen, slow now that the rush is over. Yeah, the ki- meaning that the kitchen is slow yeah, now. Meaning the kitchen's slow because the dinner rush is over. But he's still rushing. Yeah. So, yeah it's ru- not rushing slowly. Yeah, I said rush twice. Yeah, that was a very kludgy sentence. <laughs> Howie, how do I look? She'll be here any minute. Calm down. Stand back and let me see you. Norman takes a step back and stands up straight. As my grandpa would say, you look sharp. Thanks. <laughs> Did you know your grandpa, or was he killed by a dinosaur? Um, thanks. Okay, now I have to go wait for her. Let me read that again. Thanks. Okay, now I have to go wait for her. Thanks for everything, Howie. He runs back upstairs, sweating in his outfit. Interior, Norman and Icon's apartment, night. His clit is fucking <laughs> sweating. Labia. His labia is sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Norman comes back in and sits on the couch looking fidgety. After some fidgeting, <laughs> he, st- <laughs> he stands and starts to pace, quietly practicing what he's going to say. Norman, under his breath, Kristen, I want you to know that I'm completely dedicated to you. I don't ever want mistrust between us again. No. Kristen, I love you more than. Too cheesy. <laughs> oh, that's basically just <laughs> I love you more than too cheesy. <laughs> wow. Kristen, a knock at the door jolts Norman from his rehearsal. He goes to answer it. On the other side, of course, is Kristen. Wow, you look great. Kristen smiles. You look pretty good yourself. Norman puts his arm out. Shall we? She takes his arm and lets him lead her to the back, where the table is set up, candles alight, and Howie and Randall standing stoically to one side like waiters at any upscale restaurant. Who are they? The fucking... This is like a step away from being the lady in the tramp spaghetti scene. Yes. And then... <laughs> <laughs> these, these, these characters only exist to aid two other people hooking up. Yeah. And then Randall's going to be like, there you see him. <laughs> Look at the skies. They have stars in their eyes. And he plays a fucking squeeze box. And then Dino just pops up and starts singing That's Amore. That's Amore. On top of them already singing the other song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a completely unsuccessful mashup and it just gets loud and annoying. <laughs> 
goes down in history with, with the great mashups like Flintstones list. Ah, uh, good one. Norman disengages himself from Kristen and goes to pull out her chair. He disengages from her when he's fucking her already. <laughs> and then he pulls out. Yeah, right. And comes on over. Yeah. Goes to pull out her chair. She sits graciously, and Norman takes the chair opposite her. Almost as soon as they are seated, small chef salads are placed in front of them. Randall comes up and places a small silver bell on the table in front of them. When you're ready for the main course, just ring the bell. We'll leave you for now. Thank you. So Randall leaves the roof with Howie just behind him. Kristen smiles and looks at Norman. Norman, this is actually very romantic. She leans across the table and kisses him on the cheek, which to her mind is like fucking. Yeah. Cut to interior, Sterling's apartment, night. I have a feeling Nikon's about to fuck everything up. Oh, yeah. This is it. <laughs> Nikon and Sterling are sitting on the couch. Nikon has his little notebook and is reading aloud from it between bouts of laughter from Sterling. And so Cynthia the Ant, Norman the... <laughs> what? Oh, I just love... I love him like reading her the story. Yeah. <laughs> and so Cynthia... The, well, they have to bond, dude. And so Cynthia the Ant, Norman the Human, and their kids, Johnny, Dexter, Carl, Dot, Dee Dee, Daphne, Arturo, Marvin, <laughs> Bubbles, Fred, Ralph, Rita, Bruce, Jack, Blossom, Bugs, Sam, Myrna, Billy, Pepe, Buttercup, Velma, Penelope, Alfred, Lois, and all the rest <laughs> went to live in, with, in the splendor of the Nantucket City dump. And if you go there, just past the industrial waste section where they dump the residential trash, if you look real close, you may still see them there to this day. A human and an ant living together in harmony with all their little mutant man-ant children. The end. I love this story. <laughs> we need to make that movie. I'm happy that I wrote that. <laughs> oh my god, Nikon, that is so funny. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Scrubs. You really should try to do something with that. You really think so? But I mean, who would who'd publish fucked up shit like that? This is way before the internet. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm, not really. Okay, not really. Anyone with the vision to realize that you're brilliant. Thanks. Sterling leans in and hugs Nikon. When the hug breaks, he kisses her. She tries to pull out of the kiss immediately, but he holds her for a second before letting it break. What's wrong? Nikon, I thought we settled all this. What? What? Nikon, we're friends, nothing else. I don't have those feelings for you, and you really need to stop all this bullshit. We were having a good time. It's not bullshit. It's meant to be. What are you talking about? Sterling, people don't feel this way over the over people who don't feel the same. What? Sterling, people don't feel this way over people who don't feel the same. Where's the balance in that? It may not be balanced, but it happens. I don't believe that. Don't you see? We're soul <laughs> <laughs> We're soulmates. Nikon, just stop it. Yeah, really. We are not soulmates. We are. You just have to open yourself up to your feelings and you'll see it. You said it yourself. Search your feelings. You know you it, know to, it be true. to be true. 
You said it yourself. You said I was the only person you had to confide in your secret. You said I was the only person you had to confide your secrets to. That's not a soulmate. Who? What is? Stop it. You're really freaking me out. Stop what? Fighting for something I believe in? How about you stop believing in what is never going to happen? You're not my soulmate. I don't even know if such a thing exists. That's why you can't feel it. I can't feel it because it isn't there. There's nothing to feel. Nikon leans in and tries to kiss her again. What are you doing? Just just one kiss, you'll see. It'll feel right. Just give just give it the chance. Get out. Just go. This is all really creepy. I don't think it would be a good idea for you to call me again. Sterling. You really need to leave before I call the police. Nikon looks about to say something, but instead just picks up his things and walks out. Wow, he did get super creepy there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he went over the edge. They're not they're not redeemable people. No, like that was that was like one step away from picking up a knife instead of his stuff. Yeah. Cut to exterior, Norman and Icon's roof, night. I bet nope. this is going to go just as well as Norman is planning. Oh yeah. And then I'll bet you, I'll bet you that after it goes poorly for Norman, that's right when Nikon shows up, and I bet one of them gives a big old fucking monologue. And I'll bet you it's the character that doesn't talk much. I'll bet you. Hmm. I've never heard of that. That would be original. Mm-hmm. The character that never speaks suddenly given a big poignant monologue. Snooch to the motherfucking newt, Sean. That's what I've always said. Yes, you have always said that since we were children. Yep. Playing together in Wayne, Pennsylvania, when we didn't know each other and when I didn't live there. Um, tattoo, exterior, Norman and Icon's roof, night. Norman and Kristen are sitting at the table, same as before. Only now their main dish has been served and is sitting on their respective plates, half eaten. Norman, this is so sweet. I don't, I don't see how I could refuse to take you back. Really? Of course. You think anyone else has ever done anything like this for me? Well, I guess not. But I want you to know something else. What? Well, I don't want you to think that I'm ever going to do anything to jeopardize our relationship again. I want you to know that I'm serious about being with you. I want you to know that... I want you to... Wait. Uh, I want you to know that I'm serious about being with you. I want to be with you for the rest of my life. You... And only you. Um, well, I'd like... Just spit it out, Norman. Will you marry me? For a moment, Kristen simply stares at Norman. Ba-dum, Then, it's, she's not James Bond, Trevor. I know, that would be interesting. <laughs> then, she whips off a mask, revealing <laughs> George Lazenby. <laughs> the best Bond, come on. Then, without warning, she bursts into a fit of guffawing laughter. (laughs) My God. Guffawing laughter. Okay. My God, you can't possibly be serious. I've never been more serious. I'm going to marry you. The fuck are you thinking? You live on top of a restaurant. You wash dishes in exchange for food. The only thing that makes you... 
The only thing that makes you even half a real man is your cock. Is that what love is to you? A cock? No, honey. That's what men are. A cock, a car, and a decent career. And one, excuse me, and one out of three is pretty bad. Sad. Sad. Pretty sad. And one out of three is pretty sad. That's actually a pretty good line. Yeah. A whole line of dialogue there. No, honey, that's what men are. A cock, a car, and a decent career. And one out of three is pretty sad. You can't believe that. I want to spend the rest of my life making you happy. Look, I thought Michelle wasn't giving up that cotton candy pussy and you needed someone who was a reliable fuck. I didn't know you were going to spring this crazy forever shit on me. I'm going to go now. Wait, what about... What about what? Norman, I have no interest in getting married. And if I did, you wouldn't pass my backup list. Fuck, man. You're insane, and I can I can find a cock who can buy me things every once in a while. It's a weird line. No, it's uh, and I can find a cock who can buy me things every once in a while. Yeah, so could be better. Norman stands dumbfounded. Is it could be better? Yeah, of fucking course it could be better, Trevor. Someone else could have written it. Yeah, right. Norman stands dumb, just dumb. He's dumb. He's standing as dumb. I have I stand not, now. I I not master this. Do I use both feet? Norman stands dumbfounded as Kristen walks away and down the fire escape. Once she has vanished from sight. You took Norm- all the stuff out about her like not wearing underwear and stuff. I think there was some even more. Yeah, che- I, more I think there was shit. like an anger fuck that happened or she yeah. wanted to fuck. Yeah, I think in your draft it was that she wanted to fuck him. And like the romance was, of it just turned her on so much that she couldn't control herself. Yeah. And he was like, that's what romance is. I'm offended that you want to fuck me right now. Yeah. And I thought that this was better. It may, it may have been. Uh, once she's vanished from sight, Norman knocks the table over and starts smashing it with a chair, which he throws off the roof once he's satisfactorily smashed everything to hell. Oh, what if the chair landed on her? <laughs> It would take the movie in like, a completely different like direction. She's like just about to her car and a fucking metal chair from two story up stories up just like smashes her. And she like just falls to the ground bleeding yeah, out from great. her head. That'd be great. That would have been an interesting change at least. Yeah. As opposed to the shit we're about to read. Exterior Randall's grill night. Randall walks out the back door with the back of garbage. Halfway to the dumpster, he narrowly avoids being hit by a falling chair. Oh. He drops the garbage bag and runs for the stairs. Exterior, Norman and Icon's roof moments later. Randall rushes up to find the destruction of dinner and, standing amidst it all, a fuming Norman. What happened? The cord overloaded. You dramatic fuck. (laughs) I mean... Dude, this was your cord shit. I know. It didn't need to be there. Uh... What happened? The cord overloaded. What? I'll clean this up later. Norman walks over into his apartment and slams the door behind him. Randall stares from the door to the mess and back a couple times before going over and starting to clean up. Cut to interior, Michelle's studio, night. The only decent character in the movie. No, Randall's still a decent guy. Oh, that's true. Michelle opens the door on Nikon, who looks miserable. Nike, are you okay? 
No. What happened? Sterling never wants to talk to me again. Why? Because I'm creepy as fuck. <laughs> Have you not noticed how creepy I am? Holy shit, am I a creepy camera named ass? I probably don't have eyebrows right now. Oh. <laughs> I probably want people to think I'm having I'm going through chemo and I want them to make me them to feel sorry for me. Uh wait. Why? I told her we were soulmates and we're destined to be together. Why did you do that? <laughs> because I love her. My God, she doesn't feel that way about you. You know that. I thought she was wrong. Okay, her next line is stupid. Is there anything I can do for you? No. I thought she was wrong. Well, that's just fucking insane. <laughs> is there anything I can do for you? Tell me what's wrong with me. You're creepy as fuck, hon. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with you. You just need to learn to accept that not all feelings are mutual and you can't learn all there is to know about love from some song. Obviously, something's wrong with me. Nikon, I'm sorry you had a falling out, but I can't do a pity party right now. Try loving someone who has feelings in return but still wants to chase after some horrible cheating bitch. I think that's even worse than unrequited love. Well, I won't bother you anymore then. Nikon turns and walks out. Nikon, I didn't mean... Fuck what you meant. He's gone. Vanished into thin air. Michelle sits down and buries her face in her hands. Ugh, why do women Jesus. always do that in our scripts? Because they're worse than we are in our scripts. Cut to interior, Norman and Nikon's <coughs> apartment. Night. Norman is sitting on the couch writing in his journal. He looks very rough. His eyes are red and puffy. His face is pale and there are several broken items around him. A cobra has apparently spit into his eyes. <laughs> see, look at this. Called it. I totally called it. Yeah, I see that. And there's a <laughs> more at the bottom. Jesus. Uh, a short time later, Nikon comes in and sits next to Norman. He doesn't look any better. Norman puts away his journal, and he and Nikon just stare <clears throat> forward. Stare forward. I think I fucked up. It makes two of us. I couldn't leave well enough alone. I thought Sterling loved me because I had some picture of the universe balanced on a scale. Love begets love. Hate begets hate. It all balances. That's what the song says, right? Love is real, real is love, it balances. That's what my dad always taught me, too. Treat people with respect, and they will respect you. Love conquers all, he said. He had about a million sayings that made me feel like the world was a fair place or had the potential to be. And for all these stupid sayings, where am I now? On the couch, not only... Without a woman, but having lost a friend. Dad, Dad tried to teach me about love by playing me a fucking song. I should have known it was bullshit when all the love I had couldn't save him from dying. I, I poured all the love I had into him trying to try to save him. 
He just got weaker. Eventually, the medications got so strong, he didn't even recognize me half the time. But when he did, he told me, remember the song. Remember the song. I remember the song. Love is you, you and me. Love is knowing we can be. Well, I knew that there could be a he and I again if I only loved him enough. But he still died. I know that Sterling and I could be together if, if only I loved her enough. I knew. And she threatened to call the police tonight. So much for remembering the song. I feel like he lied to me. Fed me a fairy tale so I didn't have to face reality. And now the reality's here. I'm not prepared. He lied and told me that a song could serve as some kind of guide for your life. Well, it's the right map in the wrong fucking town. He fucking lied to me. And you know what the worst part is? Right now, there's nothing I want more than to see him one more time. Like, if he told me in person even now that everything would be okay, I'd believe him. I'd play the song and I'd live my life by the song. If I could just see him one more time. Jesus fucking Christ. Would you shut up already? It's really sad that your dad died. I know. But seriously, that was like 15 fucking years ago. No offense, but get over it. Right now, I've got a big empty spot where my heart should be, and you're lamenting over shit that happened a decade and a half ago. No wonder you can't deal with a girl rejecting you. You're too busy mourning some memory that's been built up in your mind to some kind of legend to try living in reality for a little while. Nikon looks disbelievingly at Norman for what seems like forever. Sorry. Got a little carried away. Yeah. I need to take a piss. Have fun. Nikon disappears into the bathroom, and as soon as he is gone, Norman picks up his journal and continues writing. Oh, wouldn't we love to hear that? Yeah, right. After a minute, there is a flush from the bathroom. Norman continues to write. Nikon still hasn't come out of the bathroom. Nikon, come on, I have to piss. Norman starts to write again, but stops almost immediately. Nikon? Putting his journal down, Norman goes to the bathroom door. Did you flush just to watch the water go down the drain or what? There's a muted thunk from the bathroom. Norman goes in. Come on, man, Siri. you. As Norman fully opens the door, he sees Nikon. He's lying between the toilet and the bathtub, blood completely covering one arm, which is on the edge of the toilet bowl. In the trembling fingers of his other hand is a razor blade. Nikon's eyes are wide with terror and his cheeks wet with tears. Norman is momentarily frozen with shock. Nikon! Norman rushes over and raises the blood-drenched hand over Nikon's head, grabbing a wet towel and wrapping it around the wrist. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> I wanted to sleep forever. That's a fucking line. I wanted to sleep forever. Oh, I want to kill myself now. <laughs> now I really do want to kill myself. 
(laughs) (laughs) That was not my line. That was you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to make you say it again. (laughs) Okay, fine, but you have to say holy shit twice. Holy shit. Holy shit. I wanted to sleep forever. Help! Someone fucking help! Randall! Norman continues calling for help and starts banging on a pipe. It's okay. I'm going to sleep now. When I wake up, I'll be dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then some bad title fucking poetry. Oh, 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 cut to title card. The scars on my arms show that I am dead. How did you get inside my fucking head? I don't think I... Never mind. You don't think... You what? I don't think I... I don't think I had the uh, intention of these lyrics to be with the mic cupped over like this. No, but I have to do them as cheesy as they're written. I guess so, yeah. They're... I mean, they're bad. Interior hospital night. <laughs> Let's not brood on it. Cut to interior hospital night. Is Norman brooding. is standing outside an operating room. Through the window in the door, he is watching a silhouette on the curtain move about in a surgical ballet. God damn it. Norman is. <laughs> oh my God. Norman is shaking visibly and cannot stop looking. You're Michelle in this scene. Norman! (laughs) Right, because she... Oh, no, no, this isn't... What do you think OS means? Off screen. Yeah. Norman! Norman turns and sees Michelle running in, looking as if she was just stirred from bed. She runs up and hugs him tight. Is he going to be okay? I don't know. They're still working on him. Excuse me. But Michelle takes a look into the window. Oh my God. Nikon. Norman, let's go sit in the waiting room. If he doesn't make it, I don't want to watch him die. Norman nods and lets Michelle lead him to the waiting room. Interior, hospital waiting room, night. (laughs) (laughs) Norman and Michelle are sitting in the waiting room. Norman is holding Michelle for support. She seems to be asleep and Norman's head is starting to drop. Finally... He is asleep. A doctor walks up. You Norman? Norman wakes up. Huh? Are you Norman? Yeah. Is he? He's asking for you. And he's dead. <laughs> I'll, I'll be right there. Room 237. <laughs> 237. We weren't that cool then to no. put that in there. Room 233. Thanks. Guy's got a terrible bedside manner. Yeah. Hey, are you Norman? You the guy? Hey, your friend's not dead. <laughs> what they fucking do over there? The doctor leaves and normally, normally, I just, I'm a little tired and I just squish Norman and gently into one word. <laughs> the doctor leaves and Norman gently shakes Michelle. Michelle, wake up. What's happening? What's happening? Nikon's okay. He's asking for us. Michelle smiles a big, broad smile of relief. Thank God. They stand and walk down the hall. Interior, Nikon's hospital room. Night. 
Nikon is lying in bed, a huge bandage on his wrist. He looks very pale, but otherwise okay. I am a vampire now. Blah, blah. Norman and Michelle walk in. How are you feeling? Like I was attacked by a vampire. Michelle's eyes are filled with tears. She's scared of vampires. Yeah. Why'd you do it? I don't want to talk about that right now. Nikon, I'm sorry. Time enough for all that shit later. I'm just glad you guys are here. I'm Randall, I'm, I'm doing him like this because I'm imagining he's on drugs. Yeah. Randall brought you here, but he said he had to go home and let Barbara know what was happening. He'll be back. He puts a hand on Nikon's shoulder. Nikon, I've been so fucking stupid. I can't apologize enough. I should have been there for you. Well, you're here for me now, man. Actually, I have an appointment. I got to go. I got to go do a thing. <laughs> I got to go light a candle. Look, it's Heather's birthday. I got to go. I know you killed yourself. <laughs> I had a friend who raped, just got raped, but uh, it should happen on Heather's birthday, so no can do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you got raped in the wrists. <laughs> uh, read the line well, again. Well, you're here for me now. Nikon dozes off quite suddenly. Nikon? Michelle shushes him and points out a morphine drip attached to an IV. Morphine. Morph- oh, that's you. Forgot. Morphine. That'll do it. Norman puts a hand to the side of Michelle's face. What the fuck was I thinking? What? Can't believe I blew my chance with you like that. Michelle kisses him long and deep. When the kiss breaks, Norman looks very confused. What? Nikon gets a second chance at life. We should get a second chance at love, right? Norman smiles and kisses her. Fuck, get your own room. They stop kissing and look at Nikon. <laughs> everyone has a big laugh. Fade oh, to black. yeah. <laughs> it's a Hanna-Barbera ending, everybody. <laughs> it should be. That would be so great right yeah. there. Just fuck, get your own room. Iris out. (laughs) Full house ending. Uh, They stop kissing and look at Nikon. Sorry. We'll let you get some sleep. She leads Norman out of the room by the dick. But before (laughs) Norman is out the door. (laughs) But before Norman is out the door, Nikon calls him. Norman. Norman turns around and Nikon grins and gives him a big thumbs up oh my god (laughs) oh my god how more 80s cliche can this ending be (laughs) gives gives him a big thumbs up which reopens his wound and his blood starts dripping (laughs) and he starts bleeding (laughs) (laughs) and everyone in the audience just looks up and goes good good (laughs) <laughs> you fucking cliche spewing jackasses. Norman returns it and his wrist inexplicably opens up as well. <laughs> and somehow they end up with AIDS. Just somehow. <laughs> they get AIDS five minutes before they die. <laughs> you know, like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah. Just um, big thumbs up. Norman returns the smile and follows Michelle out. Cut to exterior Randall's grill slash Norman and Icon's apartment day. Uh, Norman and Icon 
Michelle and Randall are standing in front of the moving van in the restaurant parking lot. You know, you, you guys can stay in the apartment if you want. Thanks, Randall, but we need to do this. Me and I kind of sat around for long enough waiting for some life-altering thing to happen to us. We appreciate everything you've done for us, but we need to start making things happen for ourselves. Me and I might even try to write a book. Yeah, but there's no money. Like, you guys aren't even getting paid. Like, stay there, dude. You have a place to live. That's his next question. You have jobs set up? Yeah. Michelle found us jobs at the gallery up in Ascot. Amazingly. Yeah. It's just down the road from the new place. And you three are going to be able to live together without driving each other nuts? Half the fun is driving each other nuts. It's a weird reading. Yeah. Half the fun is driving each other nuts. That's bad. Well, you better visit, you crazy kids. Yuck. Sorry. Well. You didn't say crazy kids. I know, but it's like, I'm just, see, I just realized this is the movie's over now. Yeah. And, and this is how it's actually ending. Yeah. And you say you're going to fucking, da-da, half the fun is driving each other nuts. And then Randall says, well, you better visit. Nikon says, hell yeah, we'll visit. None of us can cook. Yeah. And we're only like 10 miles away. Well, I guess you better get going then. They all hug Randall and pile into the moving van. The van pulls away from the restaurant and the derelict apartment and wait, uh, pulls away from the restaurant and the derelict apartment and disappears into the distance. Cut to extreme close up a power plug and an electrical outlet. A hand reaches into frame and yanks it out. <laughs> Cut to black. The end. Boo. <laughs> Hiss. <laughs> Boo. Shit. <laughs> That's the worst thing Dang. that I wrote the entire script. Holy fucking shit was that bad. How did, how did it end before? I don't remember. Trevor, Um. Yep. play the music and then we'll talk about it. All right. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... That's it for uh, Urban Folktale, everybody. And uh, Finally! Oh my god. That was what, six episodes? Yeah, we made uh, six episodes of uh, Urban Folktale, so that's that's probably how many it'll, it'll uh, take to do uh, a regular feature-length script, I would imagine. So, um, I've got the last page up of your version of the scripts, the second draft. Yeah. And uh, they graduate high school is the ending. Wait a minute, they were in high school the whole time? No, no, they went back because they dropped out. Oh, my God. Yeah. um, It was uh, high school. We figured if we could swallow our pride and graduate, well, then we were just unstoppable. That's That's the frame of mind I'm in. Nothing can stop me now. So now that the cord is unplugged, the love within me is pumping strong, and high school's out of the way, I feel I can do anything. You can do anything. You just have to, well, as John Lennon said, imagine. When Norman says imagine, John Lennon's imagine plays fade to black. Title card and then a for my mother, Sue A. Thompson, the woman who taught me to imagine. 
Don't do that to her. And <laughs> maybe one day you'll get the opportunity to dedicate something to her that someone won't see. Well, I did that here. I did that with uh, with this these six podcasts in a weird way. Somebody's True. somebody's got to be listening to this crap, right? One would hope. One, maybe yeah. not. Are are we just torpedoing any chance we have to ever write a movie for the industry? Mm, I don't know. Was this was this podcast the worst idea we've ever had? Well, probably not the worst idea we ever had. The 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 movie itself is probably the worst idea we've ever had. I don't know. We had some pretty bad ideas. But you, man, that script was pretty awful. Yeah. Now, I want to invite everybody to uh, tweet us at the Ferris House. Tell us what you thought. There so you that go. works. But, you know, do, do obviously subscribe because this is the greatest podcast ever made. Let's kill this because uh, I'm not feeling good about myself. Yeah, I'm uh, Trevor. Do me a favor, though. Don't kill yourself in the bathroom. Oh, I won't. I mean, uh, that is much more comfortable a place to die. But here's the thing. Yeah. But here's the thing. I wanted to go to sleep forever. The thickness of that fucking script is getting into the thickness of my cord or whatever. (laughs) Anyway, guys, follow us on Twitter at the Ferris House. Uh, websites ferriswheelhouse.net touche alduche.net we're on uh, f- we're on uh, facebook uh at ferris face house first uh there's all sorts of other ferris stuff soundcloud.com soundcloud.com slash ferris wheelhouse youtube.com slash ferris wheelhouse vimeo.com slash ferris wheelhouse patreon.com slash you guessed it frank stallone this podcast was created by Sean McBee and produced by Ferris Wheelhouse. (laughs) Fuck.